Hello, welcome to InventCast, a podcast show from Capgemini Invent. In this series, The Future of IT M&A, we explore new ways for you to adapt and grow for the future in strategy, technology, data science, and creative designs, building what's next for your business. My name is Parry Singh, account executive at Capgemini. And this week, we're going to talk about IT M&A and especially about IT separation. It is important to remember that customers are not going to stand still, nor will competitors who often use dormant periods to take business from either an acquirer or a target. One needs to integrate fast and communicate transparently while ensuring that operations continue to run smoothly. And hence, we are here today to find out how this can be executed. How can leaders ensure a well-planned strategy for a successful IT separation? We have Ludwig Dow with us here again today to have a deep dive into this area. Ludwig, welcome. Hello, Perry. Thanks for having me here today. Nice to speak to you again, Ludwig. Uh, For listeners who tune in for the first time, can you introduce yourself briefly? Yes, sure. Hello, everyone. I'm Ludwig Doe. I'm director in IT mergers and acquisitions, and I help leaders to navigate through the complexity of mergers and acquisitions. Wonderful. Thanks, Ludwig. So in the previous episodes, we've understood the m space. We've understood uh, the IT perspective in it very closely. We went into another episode around integration. And today, we're going to look at carve-outs and separations how they are value for businesses, how they generate cash and capital. And we're going to understand briefly from yourself. So thank you for that. Now, I recently learned that separation and divestment are two different aspects. I do understand by nature of the definition, but let's learn from your lens. Yeah, thank you for asking this question. Uh, um, So carve out and separation are mixed up quite some time. There is a clear distinction between the two, which is actually first. We talk about separation when companies are preparing for a divestment. For example, a large industrial company that wants to go back to their core business. This requires selling some uh, of their activities and selling the business won't go unless the entity uh, to be sold is separated from a people, process and technology perspective. The project that is required to make this happen is what we call a separation project. And divestment is typically about the process of selling the business. From evaluating the value to preparing the advertisement, so to say, to doing the actual deal. So the relationship between the two is that they are closely interrelated. At a large bank, bank, for example, where I did a project, decisions in the divestment process impacted the separation process. And you can think about things like timing of the divestments, and the related speed of the separation required. This also impacts uh, how you are organizing the way of the separation, which can be done in many different ways to comply with divestment process requirements. It reminds me, uh, just like in an IPO process, how the how much effort it takes before you actually launch a company in the marketplace. So very nicely you've mentioned uh, the effort that takes in separation, the preparation, and I know it takes months to sometimes to a year, but wonderfully covered. Now, moving on, 
one notices that separation and cleaning one's portfolio for shareholders or financial reasons is quite common. To raise equity, perhaps, to buy another company that fits the portfolio strategy in return. GE is such a powerful example here. Or the chemicals industry, which is seeing a lot of portfolio cleaning and specialization uh, in, in the industry. How do you reflect here? Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, uh, In the chemicals industry, I, I know that, uh, for example, Arsenobel, who has gone back to the, their core business uh, some years ago, but also General Electric, which is uh, one of the oldest uh, Dow Jones listed companies. And uh, they have been in many different, uh, different businesses uh, throughout time, from financials to broadcasting. And uh, from time to time, they uh, need to accommodate their portfolio to changing market circumstances. So that requires also a process of uh, selecting new companies to acquire, uh, about which we talked uh, in the previous podcasts, uh, but also getting rid of other investments and selling them to the market. So doing divestments is typical something which these big companies do from time to time to ensure that healthy returns can be delivered to shareholders. And therefore, uh, what we see in uh, several companies is, and more and more companies are doing this, they have a separate department uh, in which they have included also the specialism on divestments, sometimes supported by other service companies to make it happen when it's growing uh, a bit bigger. So this is really an interesting topic and and, and we see this going on a lot in the market. Uh, I think uh, we would now like to move on and understand how would you describe the way that you would approach a carve out and what data experience do you back this process with? Yeah, first of all, uh, it's really important to have a clear strategy. We have been working with companies in workshops to define their strategy at the start of the project and then document the outcomes into clear principles. And I think principles are really key because you can use them as a help to guide through the end result in a, in a solid way. Another thing which is also really important is identifying the red flags as, so, as soon as possible in the process. So there is time to fix them. For example, we had a utility where we assisted in uh, developing, uh, uh, splitting the active directory environments. And this, this is an authorization system in which uh, all applications are uh, registered and all users. So this is, was really a critical splitting issue because uh, here is where the companies uh, really came together, one of the points at least. So by working with the supplier on different scenarios and validating against the uh, separation principles, we were able to work as, as a team throughout a manageable planning that was fitting with divestment timelines. So uh, that's really important. And for setting up a carve-out process, it's also key to ensure success by having a structured process and uh, really templates that have been proven successful. So we developed an approach in where we have these kind of uh, templates eh, which we can use for our clients. And for example, at the utility example I just mentioned, we use these uh, these templates and, and that process to make the, the, the whole thing a success. So uh, in terms of templates, you can think about uh, checklists uh, to identify carve-out issues. And there were really a lot. Uh, in this uh, specific example, we identified over 400 points 
There is also important uh, item is the uh, quality assurance model to ensure the right delivery, uh, but there is much more. And at the last point I would like to emphasize is that it's really important to focus on collab- collaboration. So uh, splitting a company is something you do together with those people who are going to leave the company and also the people which will stay at the mother company. So all people will know there will be some movements in the organization and there might be mixed feelings related to that. So by focusing on collaboration at the start, this uh, success of a split can be increased rather than focusing on uh, that, that they are going to split. Um, it's, it's really uh, should be the focus on doing things together. So that's, uh, that's also my third and the final point uh, in terms of making a, a, a carve out to success. Interesting. Looks like there's a lot of experience speaking from there. So you mentioned collaboration. You mentioned also it seems to be an intensive process. You, know, you mentioned about templates. Just yeah. goes to show uh, how intensive it must be to get that value out. And that, that takes me to the next question. How do you ensure a stable and efficient target operating model for both entities? Because both the entities have value that should be distinguished. The operating model is indeed a tricky one because people will, as soon as they understand that there is going to be a change, understand that it will also impact their position potentially. And this feeling might also impact the effectiveness of the separation project. So emotions can go high in these specific things. Uh, Relationships for many years uh, can be broken up. For example, one of the projects I was doing was uh, at a a gas transport company uh, years ago. And there um, uh, people had clearly preference uh, for uh, staying or leaving. And this was really impacting that project. So what we see is that it's really important to start with developing the operating model in a very small group. And then uh, along the way, uh, use integrated change management to ensure that uh, people will adapt to the new change in an effective way. It's it's a valuable point that you raise, uh, how it impacts people within and how it impacts customers outside. And when you talk about customers, you talk about value, you talk about revenue and cash flow. And that takes me conveniently to the next query for you. There's a lot of value in the digital and IT assets of the carve out. And it's important that value is captured, that value is monetized because you're looking at business gains, you're looking at shareholder gains. So please help us understand with your examples, how do you ensure this value of capital is captured and monetized? So, uh, as so it's, it's really important to, to have uh, this, this, uh, digital perspective, uh, in mind. So, so what we see today is that value is becoming more and more important. So, and especially when we are looking at the, the digital aspect of that. Um, so a digital is becoming more and more a reason for, uh, separations, but also for, uh, mergers and acquisitions. And to ensure that the value is uh, captured in the right way and that is, uh, the right decisions are made to allocate value to the separating company or keep value at the mother company, we uh, see that principles are working very well. So having clear principles is key. For example, we saw a company in the food industry that was uh, divesting and that was using a shared ERP system. 
setting up a new system for the uh, divestment company would be uh, a very expensive thing. So what we did, we finally defined uh, a TSA, uh, which would help to not spend a lot of money on uh, on setting up an ERP system that would be replaced by another one of the buying company, but rather uh, organizing this in a contractual way. So these kinds of things, uh, like uh, like having clear principles on, on value, can help you to make these type of decisions and to do the right thing, to bring in uh, the right value into the, the, the separating company and also do the right thing for the mother company in terms of protecting uh, value. So that's that's really, really one of the key things there. Wonderful insights you've brought to the table here, uh, Ludwig. And I must thank you here. Uh, especially when it comes to separation, probably is an area less understood in, in garnering and capturing value. But I'd like to thank you again for joining us. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And I'd like uh, all of you to subscribe to the other podcasts that were available, the other episodes. But uh, with a thanks to Ludwig, I'd like to wrap up here and uh, hope you had a good time experiencing this. And thank you for the introduction and glad to be here today. And for for all the audiences, make sure to check out our other episodes. But if you want to hear more and make uh, sure you subscribe to us on YouTube and SoundCloud, this podcast was brought to you by Capgemini Invent. Thank you. Have a nice day.